0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another week with uh, Sex with Cat and Mark, and here we're going to be talking with Ryan. So he's actually an accountant managing the adult industry, essentially. So, Ryan, do you want to tell us just a little bit about what exactly you do?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, no, no, it's easy, guys. Um, thank you for having me uh, part of the podcast. It's been pretty cool to watch and you know watch you guys grow and that sort of stuff in the first couple of episodes, anyway. Um, so basically, what we do is we manage a, an accounting practice that specialises in the sex industry. Effectively, um, uh, you know, we look after the finance side, bookkeeping, tax compliance, um, ASIC regulations, loans, um, pretty much anything you, you need to do to touch pen and paper. Really, that's yeah. kind of what we are, what we specialise in, and we just kind of, you know niched down on the sex industry obviously with a a bit of my background being in the uh in the sex industry I thought oh look you know I had a few friends asking me questions and I thought well I can niche down on this I can do this um so I basically uh grabbed my team and off we went um and yeah we you know rebranded and pushed uh pushed a little bit hard down the rabbit hole
2: yeah, so I I, I want to talk about yeah your experience in the sex industry because that's that's very interesting. Um, I even so like yeah, in preparation to the to the interview, I went on your website and the first like your business website, the first thing that pops up is like chiseled Adonis looking abs with
0: like boxer shorts
2: <laughs> and this little bulge there. I was like, I'm sorry, am I on an accounting thing? Am I on only that?
0: That's like this is the best accounting site I've ever <laughs> been on. <or> what is <laughs> going <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: so, um, yeah, l- 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 tell me, well, tell us about, yeah, your experience in the sex industry. How did you even get into, yeah, accounting from that?
1: Yeah, so, like, I started obviously as an accountant. That's where I kind of wanted to, to be effectively, um, you know, crunching numbers and all that sort of stuff. Um, however, when you start off in accounting, you're not paid very well, um, especially for the amount of hours that you're effectively doing, Um, I liked training, obviously. I was competing in Muay Thai at the time. So, um, you know, I was a bit, you know, on the leaner side effectively than more so than these days. Um, So I tried to get into something and find something that could actually make me a little bit more money while I was, you know, studying to become an accountant. Um, And that kind of, you know, the first thing I did was obviously like any, you know, young 18, 19-year-old, you try down the security route. Um, and unfortunately, the uh, the old man um, was a ex uh, security guard at the time, or you know a few years ago, um, and said, "No, you're definitely not doing that." So I had to find something else, um, find something else to do to make us a little bit of money. So unfortunately, I could not find anything for the life of me. Um, I did a physique competition, and then I got approached by. Um, a friend and he said, Oh, you should do topless waitering. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do that. I can walk around and you know, like the beach and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so we joined a, a company called uh, liquid infusion, which is run by a guy called Ben Newman, um, and started off as a, a topless waiter. And that was my introduction into the, the sex industry. And obviously you, um, once you start down the rabbit hole, you, you start the stripping and everything else like that. Um, you know, tried to do our own topless waitering business and, we ended up joining the the Magic Men, um, I guess the Magic Men family. And obviously, uh, yeah, eight, nine years later, here we
0: are. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, so your dad was like, listen, you can't be a security guard, but, but I'm all down for you. Doing topless. How did he feel about the topless waitressing?
1: Oh, look, yeah. Um- yeah, look, my family never had an issue with it. Yeah. Um, they thought it was a bit of a laugh and I actually yeah. thought I was joking half the time until, <laughs> you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. Um, obviously, I wasn't uh, wasn't at home. I think my mum even nicknamed me Jesus at one point because I'd leave Thursday and come back Sunday. That's cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I'm curious. Uh, so you, Okay, so you were already doing accounting when you then started doing – well, g- going into the sex industry, so I've got well, kind of have two questions on that. So, well, first question is, was it just stripping and topless waitressing, uh, wait, waitering, or was it like, did you do any thing more than that, like full service stuff? Oh, that's first. If you want to answer that that's first question, <laughs> second question <laughs> is uh, the so yeah, so I've got I've got two business degrees, and I know what the kind of business community is like. Uh, how did other people in your in the the business circle take to you doing all of these things? Because I can just think about like, you know, friends that I have that are still in business like and I, yeah, I don't know if it would particularly take a liking to, to that kind of thing because they tend to be more on the conservative side. So, I'm curious how you managed to kind of circumvent that.
1: Yep. So, obviously, to answer your first question, I did, I did do a few paid dates and that sort of stuff but not full service. Um, yeah. So, that was kind of where, where we kind of pulled the pin at the full service part. Um, and when I started, it was 2011, probably started 2012 is when we started getting into this work. So the social media side probably wasn't as big back then and was it is now. So you could kind of keep things a little bit more under wraps while I was starting up until I got to, you know, like a manager type level where I had probably a little bit more influence in these firms that I started to kind of say, oh, this is what I do on the weekends. Mm -hmm. um and obviously you know they'll understand who you are and that sort of stuff and it wasn't going to change anything and unfortunately actually helped me attract a lot of clients because they're like oh you know most accountants are really freaking boring you're actually you know relatively exciting you can hold a conversation what do you do differently and then you kind of tell them and it's a bit of a joke and um yeah that's kind of how it all uh how it started and you know kind of how we got into it so we weren't too bad um obviously probably if it was starting now um the social media side means you have got to publicise it a lot earlier. Um, that's probably the bigger thing. Where, but however, like generally businesses now and accounting firms in general, they're they're pretty, a lot more relaxed than what they used to be. Like we used to be full suit and tie. Um, now most accounting firms, like you know chinos and a shirt, you know, and that that'd probably be dressy compared to what most of them are, are like now.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's very interesting. Because
0: yeah, that's I mean, my impression, I mean, I'm not in this like business space, but my impression <laughs> is that you would have got some fucking pushback. That's for this, what I'm thinking. It's also, yeah, but you mentioned you you got to a point where it sounds like you had enough pull to then be like, all right, this is what's up. Yeah, you know? so once you manager, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like- Exactly. So do you think your work environment is more chill because of that specifically? Like, do you do you think that aspect of your personality and yourself has brought Like, other people feeling more relaxed about sharing maybe what they were up to on the weekend or or what they were doing because of this?
1: Yeah, look, I reckon, um, like, in my specific team, so in accounting firms and that sort of stuff, you generally work in a team where you have, like, a partner, a manager, and senior staff, junior staff, graduates, you know, people that have just left high school, we call them cadets, um, in the team where... As soon as we're a bit more open and that sort of stuff in the team, it kind of gives the, the rest of the team to talk a little bit more openly mm. um, and did make our team probably more of a centerpiece effectively in the in the firm because obviously it's a collection of teams
3: yeah.
1: um, rather than, you know, you're working for a 2,000 people organization where you're actually just working in small teams. Yeah. It's not as scary as what most people think it is. Um, so yeah, no, that definitely, uh, definitely gave a little bit more freedom and that sort of stuff and you know, most accountants like to drink on a Friday afternoon. You'll see most of them at the <laughs> pubs and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, <laughs> they do have a bit of loose lips when it comes to that sort of stuff. So, you know, we made it a little bit more, you know, I guess, you know, putting a bit of a bit more of a team culture together. Um, nice. And that was a, probably the key part of it, really. Um, and that's what helped us, I think, progress a little bit more. And even our clients, you know, it allowed us our clients to be a little bit more like, oh, you guys are human, yeah, not know, machines right. and that sort of yeah. stuff. So, so do that you was employ the big
2: Do you employ sex workers? Like do you have sex workers in your employ currently?
1: Uh, currently yeah I've got two topless waiters that um you know we've got as accountants and that as well so Ironically enough, as they started off as accountants and then found out that what we did and they're like, Oh, can we do it too? So <laughs> yeah. you know We we can do this as well. And I'm sitting there going, All right, no problem, guys. You know, you gotta put them on a diet plan and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I
2: and wish say, it was uh, like that uh, when come... I was in working in business. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of you know, having a dual life now is probably a little bit more common, um, more so than what it used to be. And probably in the last what three years, OnlyFans really decided to to push, mm. you know, the envelope and what's up you know, all that type of stuff. And, you know, it can be used for multiple things and a few other people, you know, did really, really well out of it. So I think it should be encouraged to be able to like, you know, push you know, push a second career if that's what you want to do and have a side hustle, whatever the side hustle is, it doesn't matter. Do yeah.
2: you have an OnlyFans <laughs> asking no. for friend.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. We um, no, I didn't do an OnlyFans. Unfortunately, I probably, I probably should have. Um, I slowed you down a little bit. Yeah, too late, will yeah, yeah. help you out. Yeah, get <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bit, cro- bit of cross promotion, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I yeah might exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: I
2: to do so-
1: it. <laughs> Yeah, have a, have a
0: few like topless pics with Junin in Accountant. <laughs> it's attraction. traction. Yeah, I mean, it's an yeah, interesting-
1: Yeah, I, uh, I can imagine the title of that, to two
0: accountants going wild. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it could be some okay. good content, yeah. You guys like yeah. doing paperwork or <laughs> something?
2: No, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, hey, what people get up to hanging back in the audit room. Look
1: exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, that filing cabinet keeps <laughs> rocking. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, the, the, the other sh- the other annoying part was the um you know the only thing I found with the OnlyFans and all the spicy work and all that sort of stuff is they started using accountants as <laughs> you know their advertising. Uh, they did. You know they how much my pay know per how- click went up. That's cool. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah,
2: I got that as well. So yeah, back when I like used to be in business and I'd be like, yeah, I'm an accountant. People would be like, oh, okay. Oh, I like, 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 This is
1: no, before I, I started
2: doing TikTok. Yeah. I was like, no, I actually am a real one. Like I promise. okay? <laughs> now you're okay.
0: an accountant. Uh, yeah, Now I am cool. the spicy yeah. one. Accountant. Yeah, exactly. yeah I'm,
2: a, I'm a spicy one now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I think it's really interesting getting into this niche, and I'm I'm wondering what it's like with your client base dealing with people in the adult industry versus not because. I've got obviously a lot of friends that are in this space and girls updated in this space. And one thing I've realized is that we just as humans, I feel generally are bad with managing money, like most people, right? But then you yeah, take generally. people that are now earning a lot of money, uh, usually working somewhat for themselves and put them in that space i feel like they need mentoring or, or someone to help them out with that side of things because i've got so many goals like gone into escorting made all this money and then either spent it all like <laughs> i don't know what to do like for weeks. it or like i need to pay tax what do i declare yeah. I want to, and it's so confusing so i'm curious what your experience has been like working with clients in the adult industry versus not and if there's a difference at all that you know yeah.
2: it would be hard i imagine shoeboxes <laughs> If <laughs> anything,
1: and when they come to you, they're
2: like, yeah. I paid not my tax ever. Yeah. And they're like 35. Five, six years, <laughs> yep.
1: Um, but probably sometimes, like, unfortunately, you know, when you've got content creators and all sort of stuff, they don't take themselves very seriously. So that that's probably the first, like, you know, thing we have to sit down and actually, you know, kind of nail down um, with them. You know, what they got to look at is... You know, as much as they want to put their real life and their content life together, which is kind of, you know, being more accepted in what it used to be, um, they've still got to kind of separate their business life with their personal life. Um, They've got to treat their, you know, their content creation and that as a business. Um, And that's kind of what we try to sit down and teach them from the start. So they can control their expenses They're starting to budget. Um, The old accounting approach where, you know, we look at the past and we do all record keeping. In this industry, it's a lot more forward planning than it is back planning. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot more hand-holding. So if you're looking at the accounting industry and you're looking for a place to make money, this is definitely not the industry based on time return. Yeah. Um, as accountants, we generally sell um, time. So I found that, like, obviously my ROI in time um, for my business clients is a lot higher than what it would say would be in um you know this this space specifically mm. um because you can't charge like you can't charge eight hundred dollars for an individual tax return for a you know for a sex worker it doesn't matter how much money they're making like if someone's making a million dollars a year or someone's making hundred thousand dollars a year it's an extra click of the zero mm. like the parameters around it don't actually change. Exactly. The rules don't change. Um, you're just dealing with an extra zero which it doesn't take that much more work mm-hmm. to press uh to press a zero. The only, the only main difference is this in the forward planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, with forward planning of any client and that sort of stuff, it is a lot more hand-holding. Um, and then also the types of clients. So a lot of clients I've found and even working in the industry and that sort of stuff with performers and everything else, they're a lot more, um, I guess, sporadic um, with how they are, generally speaking. Yeah. Like They're a lot more like flight by the seat of their pants, mm-hmm. um, do what feels good for them and all that sort of thing, or, you know, and it's a lot harder to create good financial habits for, you know, these people. Um, And that's kind of what we try to do and try to coach. Um, And it's a lot of kind of, let's do it this way, and then they, you know, will change mind of how they want to invest their money. So one day they'll be talking about property, and then you'll set up a plan for them, you'll do all this work to set up what they want to do, and then they'll come back to you and start talking about crypto. Yeah. Or like, um, I'm, I'm going
0: to Europe I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, this reminds me of so many women yeah. I know
1: <laughs> It's, Same. it's Same. hilarious And like, you'd be like, oh, cool So, you know, you haven't spent any money this month And then all of a sudden you'll see the, the brand new $5,000 Louis bag And you'll be like, that's, that's, that's <laughs> you Why, why, didn't we say no, no more spending and that sort of stuff They're like, no, 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 it, it was a gift I'm like, it came out of
0: your account, I can
1: see it Oh
0: yeah uh i'm like now yeah. that's <laughs> yes. hilarious and what about um, uh, judgment because i'm imagining if you're in sex work there's no matter who you are you might feel a level of judgment or shame and as Kat was mentioning a lot of times when you go to an accounting firm you're not going to meet someone like you Ryan. It might be a little bit more down to earth a little bit more chill knows the space and do you find that anyone's come to you and said that, that they, they felt a little bit worried about coming to the, an accountant with the work they were doing at all or they don't really care so much? What, what's your experience been?
1: Um, yeah, look, most of our clients have come through back to us simply because of A, word of mouth um, and we're a little bit more personal touch. Mm. Um, you know, I'm happy to text with you about random stuff because that trust build-ups there. Mm. Um, I don't really care too much about what you do or you know what sort of stuff like it's never never really worried me because i've worked in the industry hmm. um but there, there probably is a lot of judgment out there or you know I, i've actually had a lot of clients come to me um who you know their advisors probably been on the slightly i guess you know you could say creepy side effectively <laughs> yeah, right. um, think
0: about that side. Yeah. yeah
1: so they'll you know they'll like you know take advantage of or oh you hmm. know you know just slightly stuff that I'd, I'd probably say is probably slightly inappropriate. Yeah. Not, you know, if there was a 80-year-old, you know, old dude sitting in front of you, the, the accountant wouldn't do those questions or wouldn't ask those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but they would ask it to, you know, the the sex worker and that sort of stuff, yeah, yeah, um, you know. And that's probably where it mainly, you know, stems from effectively. Yeah.
2: What about with um having your CA? Like, so... You- yeah, just asking as like you know somebody who's like studied business myself. Like, are you are you even able to like do sex work and have a CA?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's it's um. So to have a like, I'm a chartered accountant, obviously. So CA for those who don't know what a CA is. Um, yeah, no, no. As long as you're you know a reasonable person and that sort of stuff, and follow the rules and all the ethics and standards and stuff like that. Um, there's no real, uh, I guess, downside to to that type of thing as long as you're not doing anything you know unethical. Realistically, mm. like. If you're crossing the line, um, you know you're you know, you're crossing the line. So as long as you don't cross the you know ethical standards line, you know, don't cheat, don't steal off people, um, yeah. you know all that sort of don't stuff. It's sweet, uh, yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. Don't commit murder. Like yeah. you know, just, <laughs> a, just a, a reasonable, a reasonable person's test is yeah. basically all it comes, all it comes down to, really. Um, you know, and they like I've been talking with a few of the people at um, Charter, uh, you know, Charter County, Australia, and that sort of stuff, and. Generally speaking, they're they're pretty supportive mm. um, of what you know what we do because they understand that there is a there is a client base, there is a need um, out there, and that's kind of you know why I've kind of shifted the firm's focus from you know being a typical tax accounting you know firm mm. for you know for this industry, um, and we are probably pushing more into the education space mm. um, more so than the you know strict accounting. It's kind of not really um, you know. You do accounting, tax returns, and that sort of stuff. I can only do so many. Our team could only do so many. There's so many people out there. There's so many more people. I think, you know, OnlyFans has had like a 600% Mm. jump in, like, you know, content creators in the last, like, 18 months.
0: Yeah. And it's Um, about to add one more very soon with you. So it's it's, going to be even more very soon. Yeah, that's interesting. It's.
1: sent me building a spreadsheet yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's evolving right because i'm um, as you said OnlyFans is like fucking there's, there's so many more people creating now i i wonder what the rules are around because i used to be a nurse right so not only with cas but like with teachers with with nursing things like that i wonder if their boards are more open now to the idea of sex work do, do you know at all or no no idea. Yeah, I'd be curious to check that out. I feel because like, I'm sure there's so many look, more teachers I, and yeah. nurses now content creating as well. Yeah, so I feel like um, yeah, but so many people have nurses, lost yeah. their
2: so many people have lost their jobs after being outed as like a sex worker, mm. like in in industries like that, more conservative industry. So I mm. think that um, yeah, I don't think that yeah, traditions and like, things like, yeah, standard industry. Share. I don't think they evolve, like, as quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully like, they are. Hopefully they are.
2: Oh, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've heard so many stories of people, like, losing their jobs to, like, only fans. Because so I would have been worried
0: as a nurse coming out, being like, yeah, I'm doing sex coaching and I'm teaching men. Like, oh, I, I think that would have been 100%. Probably, But that yeah. was back, I'm old, would have been back in the day. So, maybe <laughs> Yeah. So maybe oh, I never
2: would have done that either when I was like, <laughs> yeah. still working in business no way. Yeah.
0: Oh, so my no. goodness. No, it's, it's, it's a bit of an
1: interesting one now. Like, I think it's more- when I hear about someone losing their job and that sort of stuff, I'll usually find that there's another few things that have you know yep. added together, and this was mm. always, it's, there's always a straw that breaks the camel's back, mm. um, you know, and that's what I've always kind of you know broken it down to. Um, mm. I've always been taught there's three sides to a story, mm. you know, one person's side, the other person's side, somewhere in the middle there's the truth, mm. um, and you know that's what I've kind of you know strongly believed that you know, well, you know there's obviously something else that's that's gone wrong effectively. Um, probably ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, yeah, hundred percent, there would have been some stuff that you know people would have been doing, and if they were shooting porn, whatever you know, whatever they wanted to do, I'm sure they would have probably seen that as dark, mm. um, you know, back then, but. I think people are coming a little bit more open to it. Yeah. Um, Let's hope so. It's pretty cool to yeah, see. I think so. Yeah. I, feel, I, 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 think I honestly
2: feel like we're we're approaching a time where like like there'll be more people doing some form of sex work than yeah. like not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even in
0: the, as you mentioned, right, like even in the last couple of years, I feel like there's been a huge shift. It, I, it, I literally I think in the
2: last yeah. year, so many girls that like I'm friends, with, even guys too, are like getting mm. into the industry that maybe like no, beforehand yeah. wouldn't have done it. Even yeah. if it's just something small, like, like, yeah, like waitressing or like stripping mm. or something like that, even if it's not like, you know. Escorting or no. whatever, yeah. Even or even just having like an OnlyFans or whatever. Yeah. It's like so yeah, many I feel like almost everyone I know has an OnlyFans.
0: All of Cat's oh. friends, <laughs> maybe because you keep telling him to do it. <laughs> 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 I
1: like, All yeah, yeah, well I'm doing. I'm gonna, everyone should do
0: it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get everyone in, and when you need accounting help, get it right. Actually, <laughs> on that point, like, what what advice would you give? Say. Say there is a, a guy or girl out there that is getting into the adult industry, whether that is, you know, uh, stripping or topless waitressing, OnlyFans escorting, wh- whatever it might be. Uh, what, what advice would you give them starting up in terms of the whole finances, accounting side, business management?
1: Yeah, look, you know, I say treat it as a business from the start. So have some record keeping and that sort of thing from the start. So you know what exp- you, know, you know what you're spending versus what your return is um you know that's probably the biggest thing so i know when people start you know they'll go the cameras the light rings um you know all that sort of stuff to start filming and keep it pretty basic um you know like a lot of people starting now are going too quick too hard so they will do a full production setup in you know the first three weeks of them doing it before they even kind of Go down the rabbit hole to see what other people are doing
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, so you know we're trying to obviously keep their expenditure you know to a minimum start with the industry and see how you like it mm. um, you know putting yourself out there in all different ways and that sort of thing um, mm. you know that's kind of where things so a set up record keeping um, and b obviously try to keep your um you know your equipment and your spend at the start to a relatively you know minimal standpoint you know mm. Social media has probably been one of the best marketing tools ever. Mm. Um, you know, so obviously using that as much as possible is probably the the best thing just to keep your advertising and promotion spend um, very, very low. Um, they're probably the two best advice that i would probably give someone just starting. Um, you know, it, like I, I'm always open for a chat. Like I, I don't think I've really sent out that many uh, like, you know, People just give me a call or some shit. I'm happy yeah. to take a call for an hour, two hours, three mm. hours. If yeah. someone's even curious of getting into the industry, um, you know, as I said, we're more, I'm more edging towards an educational kind of status now, nice. or, or you know, you know, more so than an actual, you know, accounting firm.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it's simply because of the fact that the more I get into it, um, the more I find that it's just a lack of education. You know, these mm. people are extremely smart. Yeah. Um. You know, and they can do most of this stuff by themselves. Mm. Um. It's just they see it and you know freak out and you well, know people they they're scared. Put their head accounting, in the generally, <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But so, I like yeah, your reels much-
2: and they're 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 very educated. So that's actually how I I stumbled across your page. Is, I don't know one of your reels popped up. For me, yep. and I was like,
0: "Who's what, who's this guy?" Yeah, <laughs> not because of what you look like. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, not I them, that. yeah. I found of that. <laughs> yeah, found them interesting. Yeah, you watched them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah they're very my, good. My biggest question, whenever it comes to accounting, is basically, "What the fuck can I deduct?" <laughs> like, obvious. I'm all about deductions. Like, yo, I like, yeah. I mean, you mentioned ring light cameras, things like that. Are a little more and more obvious, but it's like, what okay, <laughs> I'm I've got full students at the moment here in Sydney. And I'm teaching him like how to tie, like use rope. So I need to buy a bunch of ropes. So I'm like, yeah, I can deduct that, right? Even though I'll probably keep the rope and use it for myself <laughs> afterwards. Like, it's like, what? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's, it's really hard to find on like ATO, the Australian tax, like, hey, can I perform- deduct rope? <laughs>
1: yeah. They're pretty good. Like the, the general the general rule of what they have um is if you use it for the performance, you can deduct it. Perfect. So, you know, a lot of the uh, the big question I always get asked, can I deduct my lip, um, you know, injectables? Um, mm. And can I get my boobs done and deduct that? And the answer to that one's always no, because Damn. you can't take it out after the performance. <laughs> I reckon I'd look great with a, you know, nice little yeah, boobs. Yeah, we're going to sell a right, t- like- early
0: fans running marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if it's something that's permanent, it's a no. If it's something that is essentially like just used for the performance. So does that mean like if, if I'm using a vibrator for a performance... Can that be yep. deducted? Oh, yeah, so yeah. toy right.
2: things like toys, yeah. lubes, condoms, All tissues, right. yep, things perfect.
0: like that, All right. wipes, stuck away.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. um, um. You know, so even to the fact that if you've got a performance or something like that, and you're doing your only fans at um, uh, you know, on a couch or something like that, and you've got a filming studio or something that's used for filming. Um, You know, you can even deduct that if you really wanted to.
0: Fuck yeah. Um, There are some- podcast studio.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, yeah. If if, if you're creating a revenue against it, um, anything you create a revenue against uh, and it's commercial in cents, um, yeah, you can actually
0: uh, deduct it basically. Yeah, because you Um, could essentially deduct part of your rent essentially saying yeah okay, yeah, all do. right sorry she's much smarter than me
2: what i'm saying is workers. i should
0: deduct <laughs> <part of> more. <laughs> i have
2: accounting knowledge already yeah, that,
0: <laughs> that's yeah she's very intelligent because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still learning i'm still learning so. oh, yeah. that's right We're, we all are don't worry
1: like yeah i found that um yeah so that that's basically you've got to be careful with the cgt issues and that sort of stuff if you own the house hmm. um there are some cgt implications and that sort of stuff and and can kind of take party or main residency exemption from your CGT um, if you do deduct, um, you know, these expenses and that sort of stuff for a room or the running costs of a room. um, That's probably the main uh, red flag that we probably come across that we probably tell people to just be aware of. um, I'm 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 curious, How
2: do you keep up to date with the sex worker specific legislation? Because, I mean, I've got a few like tax handbooks and things like that. I, I don't know if like sex, if there's a sex worker chapter in like the handbooks that I have. Like, is there, so do you have um meetings? So like, yeah, do you have meetings and things with like uh, ATO representatives where you guys kind of hash out what is and isn't okay, or is there some uh, database online? I'm curious, like how, yeah, like how how do you know those things? Because I mean, even me, someone who's a like, Has some accounting experience, like there's. Yeah, I I don't think it like specifically says it in my books, like things, Mm. you know. Okay, yeah, you can do (laughs) that in my ATO handbook. Yeah, so like, is there? Yeah, how do you stay up to date with that?
1: Um. Yeah. So obviously, there's a lot of like we call it CPD, which you probably are very aware of. Um. So you know, it's continuing professional development and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of my development and that sort of stuff comes from having uh, weekly meetings. Um. Generally speaking, on a Wednesday morning. Um, and we talk with a whole heap of tax lawyers and that sort of stuff. And we go through, um, dynamics and then how it will affect different industries. Uh, obviously with my, uh, you know, I'm a little bit left field compared to most of them. Generally they are pretty vanilla in there. You know, the thing I get to ask all the weird, random questions. I'm and, sure they
0: must uh, love you in you know. the meeting, eh? they? are <laughs> <Yeah. they're laughs> asking okay about this subject. And you're like, so. So condoms. Someone wants to buy a dildo. <laughs> 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 Let's go. Keep it exciting.
1: They do. Uh, they do actually do get a you know get a bit of a laugh and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it sure. Definitely does lighten uh, lighten the mood a bit. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty uh pretty cool. But yeah, no, no it's just basically just going through and then going through the guidelines that the ATO provide us um, mm-hmm. and saying, okay, does this fit within the guidelines of what they deem as accessible? Um. So that's probably the main main reason that sort of stuff. It's just a lot of reading and research and that sort of stuff and going, okay, you know, but eighty percent of what one person deducts, the next person's going to deduct. So the actual knowledge upkeep isn't as high as what, um, you know, someone doing transfer pricing or something like that would be where the ATO cracks down on it a bit harder. Probably the other the other interesting thing you probably cop is obviously um, – you know, and and you know when they look in sex workers and that sort of stuff in terms of a you know I guess a judgmental standpoint, mm. it's all. I remember when we started, it was probably actually really hard for even myself to kind of come into the industry, even with some experience and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I didn't want to promote uh, a client base either. Mm. That was very very hard. Like not to put. Um, I didn't feel like, Hey, okay in generally accounting, you never put your clients on the front page, um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Yeah. So for me, that was, uh, that was definitely, a, definitely a weird, weird, of a, a bit of a weird thing to actually do. Mm. Um, and it was very hard to, like, I'm sitting there going, if I don't do this, it's hard to get accepted by, you know, the community as a, as a whole, yeah. um, because it's quite niche and quite, uh, you know, quite small. Um, so you can't really get a bad reputation. So that was pretty much probably the, one of the biggest challenges was, uh, you know, especially probably slowly being male actually on this industry, giving advice is actually a little bit harder, um, you know, to the general broad, I found it doesn't seem to, you know, it took a little bit longer to gain traction. Um, well, what do you think that is? don't know. I think, you know, with a lot of the, you know, in the sex working industry, I think there's probably more females in it mm. than males. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure that's statistically correct. No,
0: uh, I, no, think be, yeah, I think no, you'd
2: be think no, you'd very right there, yeah. I, I wouldn't need statistics, yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. pretty safe to say
3: that.
1: Yeah,
2: really
1: <laughs> and right. so with, I think with that is you'll find that obviously a lot of the female you know, sex workers, escorts and that sort of stuff have male clients as a general thing. Yeah. So them getting advice off males probably yeah. is always a harder barrier to breach. Yeah. like mm. They just see clients. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's true. Um,
0: And I think what you mentioned before about, you know, they're probably worried about that creepy aspect as well. It's like you're you're going into an account and you're like, look, this is exactly what I do." I think in Uh, a
2: girl's, in a sex worker's mind, like – I would know a lot of girls who probably wouldn't feel right about giving money to a guy when they're used to guys giving money uh, to them. Okay, yeah. I think it's more that kind yeah. of a dynamic. Cause yeah. I mean, there are girls that I know that are like, they will not have any interaction with any guy unless it's <laughs> maybe <laughs> their dad, yeah. Or, unless or they're getting client. paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not even joking. No, it there does are some create, girls that are like yeah, that. I, think I think we really probably, like that.
0: we could probably talk about that on a podcast, but I think, yeah, sex working does what I've noticed yeah, change lot of the your, mentality. Because, especially towards
2: towards men, yeah, really. So yeah. yeah, for a sex worker no, give to give money to a sex a male yeah. technically sex worker still. Yeah. It's probably a bit yeah. a bit weird for them to do.
0: But I think the thing you have is that the familiarity It's like someone he, he's mm. been there, he's done this, yeah, I think so so. you have the understanding. And that's what I really picked up from your your reels, is it's like, okay, he gets it, right? It's I, I don't feel like it's some accountant just. Trying to get into some like it's like you sound like you know what's up, (laughs) you've been there, you have like so. What I'm trying to say is, you don't have just the knowledge, you have the understanding, is what I felt from the real. So, I think it's
2: so. Do do you actually have like a fair bit of like sex worker clients? Like, have you grown that base since?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, look, I think I'm probably, I think we're probably in excess of 50 groups. Oh, wow. that's
2: all right. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: it's it's not like there's going to be, um, you know, I'm sure there's some accounting firms out there that have a lot more, um you know, probably in that niche effectively. um There probably is out there. I've got no, yeah. no real idea. I only idea. know I don't of think one really...
2: other like sex worker, like accounting firm. I only know of one other one in Australia. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that many people are doing it. That's why I find it very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's no, super interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, how can... Uh... Uh, Yep. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so how can people get in touch with you? Because I know you mentioned you gave some advice about some tips, but if there's someone out there that needs a, an accountant, needs some advice, like what, what's the best way to, to go about it?
1: Um, probably hit up my Instagram
0: page. Obviously I've got the Raven underscore management
1: Instagram page. Um, I've got my website, you know, www.ravenmanagement.com.au. Uh, you know, there's also my you know email. My personal email address is just ryan at ravenmanagement.com.au. Um, I'm happy to answer questions and that sort of stuff, you know, give me a call, so, you know, even though they message me on Instagram or anything, mm. just send me a text message or, you know, shoot me a DM and I'm usually pretty happy to to answer it. I think um, we do have a, a person that handles our, uh, my socials and that sort of stuff mm. for the Raven management side. Um, like that would generally be probably the person that was probably um answering you guys because then I'll get yelled at across the office. <laughs> do you want to do this? I'm like, what, what am I doing? What, you know, what, what's going on?
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: you know, as I said, that like these client base is very, you know, very, very hands on. Yeah. Um, and like I'll only take now clients that I can work with, mm. um, you know, and I'm happy to help out everyone. So, as I said, this is why we're going down probably the more educational route, like, like you guys are, like, you mm. know, you guys can see that there's a, a problem in the industry, um, mm. you know, and there's not as open communication with it. So mm. having, you know, you guys with the knowledge and experience that you guys have, mm. it makes it amazing for other people to go, oh, it's okay to do this. Yeah. Oh, this is actually a thing. Mm. Um, you know, and there's people actually talking about it effectively. Mm. Um, you know, I found that a lot of Fan people that probably got it in it after the first wave, um, you know, they went from, you know, Oh, I'm going to do some topless photos, and that's what the other girls were doing. So mm. I'm going to make money doing the topless photos to hardcore porn in about three months. <laughs> that
2: was literally yep. me. Um, Welcome, was- <laughs> yeah, his That yeah. was me, like yeah. last year. It went. What did it-, it went OnlyFans, and then yeah, sugar daddying,
1: and then escorting. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a slippery slope <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, yeah. and it,
1: it 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 progresses a lot quicker. And now, like, I'm even finding, you know, I'll, you know, I'll have someone message me about. You know a friend of theirs who's asking for help or advice or something like that on setting stuff up, and then you'll start talking to them. And you know they wanted to just do some bikini shots or something, mm. and then you'll find out like two weeks later, <laughs> oh, I've hit up this I've hit up this content creator, and we're going to do a scene together. And you're like, yeah, it's, it moves quickly. bikini. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's definitely a rabbit hole. It, like yeah. once you start is, going
2: down. It, it it's, is. And especially once you start seeing what other people are doing, cause like this what this was what happened with me. So I remember last year before I started doing escorting, I, I started on OnlyFans, I remember you were there and we were like taking photos. Yeah. We were just taking like some, I don't <laughs> think I, I was topless. I but then forget, when you start seeing you what other like, people are doing. Someone
0: was spanking your booty yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. like that was one of our <laughs> friends,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, but then when you start seeing what other girls are doing and then you start seeing that, you know, you start comparing yourself to other people. It's mm-hmm. the same any industry like regardless of whether you're in sex work or plumbing or yeah. engineering like you look yeah, at the whatever. competition yep. and you say okay what the more successful people in my industry what are they doing and in sex work the more successful only fans are the ones that are doing porn yep. so if you look at them they're yep. like oh okay yeah so she's doing porn and I'm not doing porn and she makes more money than me
0: yeah. you're gonna start yeah, yeah. doing porn <laughs> no no, 100% uh, that's,
1: that's that's it like it's uh, it's amazing how that kind of whole thing uh, happens it's just you know like, I try to, you know, you know, as I said, when people try to separate their OnlyFans as a business and that sort of stuff, you know, then you're giving them business advice in, in that regard. And, like, mm. I always say try to focus on doing what you want to do mm.
3: um,
1: rather than look around too much because no one, like, you know, adding your own flair or adding your own, you know, environment and that sort of stuff onto it is is what draws people in yeah. um you know it's why you know you, we've got a few you know you get a stripper who's got you know a couple of regulars and that sort of stuff um it's creating your own own brand mm-hmm. um one of our uh one of our clients and that sort of stuff you know he does you know he's got a quite a professional job on the you know on the front runs a very very successful um healthcare practice let's call it healthcare practice um, and you know he you know, starts doing, you know, started doing the stripping and the topless waitering and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, he went down that, that path and that sort of stuff, but he still added that professionalism Mm. of what he does into his, you know, into the way he acts and the way his brand works, Mm. Um, you know, and then you can try to change stuff and that sort of stuff. So, as much as you want to look at the competition, um, you're really going to put your own own spin on it because the audience is watching you. Mm. They're not watching your competition. Yep. So they want you to do what you do. Yeah, um, you know, And that's kind of what we've found uh probably been the most successful. It also increases the stickiness of your following.
0: Yeah. And um, I guess you, you, you want to do what you are comfortable to. You don't want to be pressured into doing anything just because others are doing it at the same time. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good advice finding that balance between... Yeah, you need to find your unique uh, value mm. that your audience is going to join you for, but at the same time getting, I guess, some advice or tips of what other people are doing, finding that balance. So you, you mentioned right, you were gonna get more into say education. What exactly does that look like for you? Like what are your plans in terms of, of education?
1: Yeah, so look, I, this was this was a challenge. As I said, that I was having, mm. having a slight challenge with actually you know, getting into this sort of stuff and you know, advertising clients and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and I think the next stage will kind of be for us, you know, I'll keep pushing the, the reels and all that sort of stuff. I have been a bit slack lately. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's probably, uh you know, I feel a bit, bit slow been- on, my, uh, <laughs> on my behalf. So I, I do apologize to everyone for, for that yeah, one. Um, but it's more so the trying to get other people, you know, with me and that sort of stuff to have that conversation and, you know, have people that are going to be a little bit more open with, not necessarily dollar amounts, like obviously that's all you know, personal, private. I don't really you know care too much, but how they look at you know running their business mm. and having those conversations, um, you know, and then we can talk about the deductions and all that sort of stuff if if they wanted to um, effectively, but it's more so creating that. Uh, I guess you know it's like a business school for mm. the sex industry. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm just gonna put it all out there. It's all gonna be free. Um, I'm I'm relatively lucky where we've got a few other bits and pieces, so Mm. I don't really need to create any extra income off it. Um, so that's kind of gonna be the space. It's gonna be basically a free education program and that sort of stuff. And you know, I'm just trying I've just got to attract probably more people to want to be a little bit more open about it. So what you guys are doing Mm. in regards to making it more open is probably actually helping, you know, guys like myself out where it's, it's easier for other people to be brought in and, you know, they'll talk to that person. Um, And that's, that's massive, you know, I guess opening the doors and that sort of stuff a little bit. Mm. Uh, And also they don't feel they're getting stuck as, you know, as often these days where, you know, they'll get caught by the ATO or something. And then they just put their head in the sand and, any uh, tax lawyer or tax accountant will tell you that the last thing you should be doing is putting your head in the sand because, mm. um, unfortunately, the ATO is probably the most powerful organization in mm. Australia. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's, it's amazing their powers and that sort of stuff and what they can do. Um, so you're better at communicating with them than not communicating with them um, because, you know, normally it's innocent until proven guilty in any other situation. However, um, in this case, it's. Uh, and in the ATO yeah, you have to eyes, prove innocence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, Kat, yeah. you've, you've nailed it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got to prove your innocence with these guys. Um, and that's the big difference between the ATO and every other organisation. That's crazy. I've
2: actually got a question about the ATO. Um, do So my accountant like recommended to me and like I know other, a few other girls in the industry, same thing, is to not say that you do sex work, even though sex work is legal in Australia, but from the eyes of the ATO, apparently they don't. Like, like it when you say that. Like, um. So yeah, I can't remember exactly what she said, but I think I, I think she said that they look into you a little bit more. Like they keep an eye on you more if you like declare to them that you're a sex worker, and they like pretty much me and everyone else in the industry have been told to say that you do something else, life coaching, consulting, uh, I didn't even know that. whatever. That's oh yeah. So well, yeah. I'm curious what his what his thoughts on that. Are. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's changed. That? Maybe it's changed in the last yeah. few
1: years. I've spoken to a few ATO auditors and that sort of stuff and they have never really kind of, you know, as long as they're declaring income and it's, it's, it's relevant and they're doing what they should do, um, they're just another, uh, another job basically. Mm-hmm. It's probably more so the, the finance arm, um, that's probably a little bit more uh, stringent on it. So your banking and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff sector. Um, and that's probably because of the, the risk factor so, there's a massive risk factor in the, in the sex work. Like, if you're doing escorting and that sort of stuff, and all of a sudden you have a bad experience or something like that, you know, you stop work, you stop getting paid. Hmm. So, you're like any other sole trader out there who's a relatively, you know, your yeah, mom and dad plumbing company, effectively, or, you know, whatever you want to know, electricians, whatever else, any other normal business. Um, you know, so you're very reliant on yourself. Um, so, therefore, the risk factor of being a sex worker. Is very very high from not paying a loan back or anything else like that, and also because of you know the past, you know that they, they look at statistical data, mm. so they look at people and go, okay, look, you've got a loan for this, um, you know, and there's a high default rate in sex industry and that sort of stuff, mm. so they don't like being associated with I, a high default rate and mm. B the you know the industry because of the past reputations and the stigmatism and all that sort of stuff that went with it. Um, so the ATO is not as no, not that bad to be honest. It's probably more so on the on the finance arm um, than anything else like that. But you know, then you kind of need to change your job description and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, just to get the loans accountant. and that approved faster. <laughs> well, that, yeah,
2: that's what my, my my ABN says that I'm, I'm, an, I'm still an accountant, which I'm well, no I no longer am. But I've got the documentation right, to say you. otherwise. <laughs> yeah. No, I-
0: yeah, I agree. Even payment processes and stuff like that with our websites well, and so everything. That, that's why everything I have in my the sex thing. industry just makes it more difficult to oh, yeah, payment, of that They risk. suss you
2: out. So thank yeah. God I've got like documentation to back up that yeah. I had another job because that's yeah. what everything I put everything as. Because my payment processor was like sussing me out the other day. And I was yeah. like, here's my
0: university <laughs> degree, in my I LinkedIn promise, and shit. I promise.
1: <laughs> oh, that's
0: yeah, it makes it a little bit difficult.
1: Yeah, it, it is really challenging. Payment processing was one that I, um, you know, kept stumbling into and that sort of stuff. So, there's a few other good ones out there at the moment that kind of let you get away with it and that sort of stuff. Um, I just find that there's a lot of personal trainers out there now. That's probably one of the (laughs) the biggest ones.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: There's been a 600% increase in personal (laughs) trainers. And life coaches.
3: Life
2: coaching is another one. exactly.
0: That's hilarious, yeah. Yeah.
2: this is yeah. This is like another yeah tax question that I want to ask you. because well, this this is um this is the main thing that I get asked. So like a lot of people that I meet, like when they find out that you know I do sex work and that I have a like you know understanding of you know business and accounting or whatever, I get a lot of people. So I just, I just want you to back me up on this because you'll agree with me. But I want <laughs> that everyone listening. To everyone like, this, listen, I think I'll this is the most number one important like fuck up that I think sex workers do is the whole. The, the the not wanting to pay tax or the paying very minimal tax. So what I say to them is that you know pay well one one declaring an income and two paying tax is it's a good thing because then ha- when you want to you know rent mm. rent something or buy a car or invest your money in the stock exchange or crypto or whatever like if you want to invest your money legally then you can't do that. So I I want to hear on on your take of what, yeah what your what your advice would be to a sex worker whose main goal, which are so many of it is, and I, I disagree, is to, yeah, avoid tax or uh, pay very minimal tax.
1: Yeah. Look, obviously anyone who has dealt in the finance industry and understands how that works, um, yeah, you want to pay a little bit of tax. You want to show income growth um, and all those sort of things. And yeah, the main, the main reason comes down to investing. Um, if you don't show an income, you can't invest in anything, or else it raises a massive red flag with the ATO because obviously you're surviving on something, mm. and you're not declaring it. So, a that raises a red flag, and that's doing what you're not meant to do, which is what gives the sex industry a bad name to begin with. Um, you know, without showing an income and that sort of stuff, you can't apply for a mortgage. Um, you you know you can't really you know if you were start investing in shares, for instance, you've got to show where that money's coming from. Um, you know, they're, they're the major, major reason. So Kat, you're hundred percent right. Like I try to get people to, you know, declare what they probably what they should, um, in order to, you know, further their, you know, further their life, further their investments. Um, cause you gotta understand that if you're not investing, um, uh, as you know, you know, sole business owners and sole income providers. Um, we don't get super paid into us like other employees and that sort of stuff. We have to actually pay super, so that money going to come from somewhere. Um, so you know, so there's no retirement plan for any of these girls and that sort of stuff, or guys or actors, performers. Um, you know, there's no, you know, there's no later to it. Um, and you know, unfortunately, this industry is good for people that will do a two year or three year burst. Mm. They'll leave. They'll work out that they've got nothing to fall back on that can earn as much income as what they were earning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might be able to get another job and it might give them, you know, a very solid and acceptable salary of say $80,000, $90,000 a year. But compared to what they were earning, it's not even close. Um, so that's probably the the big thing where we kind of encourage them to, you know, declare what they should to actually show that they can actually invest money so that they can invest for their, invest for their future. Um, You know, that's probably the, the biggest thing of you know why we do the educational part basically yeah yeah, yeah so i needed important.
2: that on the record cuz yeah. i hate it when Cat's someone gonna... <laughs> i hate it when people come to me and they're like, oh, like i i don't want to pay tax it's like no trust me you want to be paying tax yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> enough to
0: enough to show that you you've fucking got some money no i pay somewhere. so i
2: declare everything and i pay a ridiculous amount of tax but but that's because i know that eventually i'm going to want to take out big loans yeah, and fair. i can't take yep. if i'm only declaring uh, like $20,000 a year which i know yeah. some people come to me and they're like oh I'm just going to declare the nineteen thousand, which is, I think, yeah, like one yeah, of the yeah. threshold that's rates, threshold, yeah. and I'll just yep. declare that. And I'm, and I'm like, nah, But then, like, what about when you want to take a million dollar loan out one day? They're yeah. going to say, "Oh, you want a million dollar loan, but you're only making U- nineteen k a year." So, <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. so I, I pay like a ridiculous amount of taxes. I want big loans yeah. in the future. Well,
1: that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. It's all about you know trying to trying to invest and save for your future and that sort of stuff. So you know we we've got like clients will come to us and then you know, be like, oh, well, I'm coming to you now and I want a house. I'm like, have you declared anything <laughs> yeah, to the like,
2: ever. oh,
1: yeah. no. I'm like, okay, so what history does, you know, we won't even talk about the ATO side of things. We just talk about the, the banking the bank, side of things. Yeah. I'm like, the bank needs to show that you're making money so that you can pay the loan back. Yeah. But I've got this cash. Yeah. I'm like, the, the bank doesn't really care about the cash that you've got under the under mattress. The bank, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just, you know. Um, you know, they're pulling it out of their underwear yeah. or, else, or you know, that sort of stuff. And it's just like, unfortunately, guys, the, the bank wants records and that sort of mm. stuff. It needs to be put into their system, security and all that sort of stuff. And the better your history, um, you know, the easier it is to get a loan. Um, you know, you've actually shown documentation of this is what you do. You know, we've got, you know, earning good, good income and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you, you'll get the loan. Yeah. It's not overly that hard because now I, I cop a client who obviously hasn't paid anything for a while um and it takes us effectively nearly 18 months before they can purchase a house where if they kept their record keeping from the start or earlier you know that th- three months not even yeah probably three months we could probably have a house or you know start mm-hmm. some sort of investment um you know whatever they want to look into and that sort of stuff wherever they want to put their money um you know we can start a lot earlier yeah
0: And that's the thing. I I don't know the stats on this, but sex work isn't forever for most people, right? It it is an industry where a lot of people come in and there's- That milk
1: category is getting pretty big. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: there's even like a- uh I don't a GIF. Gilf
0: is don't love. Maybe no,
2: guys, you, you just need to get on Twitter. The the GIF industry. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. That's the new up. that's the new thing. Forget milks It's right. GIFs now. Well fuck
0: it. We're in here forever, guys. So, but those that are not, not even from a demand point of view. And I'm saying like you get to offer it, but there's, I, I know a lot of people that do get into sex work. They make a bunch of money for a couple of years and then- make it out. Or, yeah, They get out. Yeah, they're not enjoying it or they're burnt out a little bit or maybe they want to, maybe, you know, there's relationship issues that fall into it. Maybe they, uh, yeah. the person they're with doesn't want them doing sex work. There's, there's loads of reasons, but there is uh, a lot of churn rate, I would say, like mm. people coming in and out. And yeah, that would be my biggest advice. Like you're making all this money perhaps in this very short term time, you need to have a plan. And I think it's the last thing people think about when they enter sex work.
2: Yeah, is life after sex work. Life
0: after sex work, my accounting, my finances. It's, you know, they're so worried about everything else. And it's the mistake I made essentially when getting into business as well the first time. And yeah, it's like my biggest advice for anyone out there that is getting into sex work or you're already, you're already in it and you don't have a plan is you need to speak to someone. You need to have some advice and mentorship, some education around it. Cause you, you're gonna thank yourself later when you do do that for sure.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Like even with, um, you know, guys that have done really, really well and they'll have very, very large, um, you know, savings, you know, cash under the mattress and that sort of stuff. And they go, I'm just gonna go buy a house, but they've stopped work. <laughs> yeah. So therefore their income has dropped significantly Mm. and all of a sudden they've got all this cash sitting there that they can't really invest in anything um, because the bank has no history or, you know, their broker will come to them and go, well, I need your history. I need your, I need your basses. Mm. Um, You know, what have you got? And they've got nothing. Mm. Um, So yeah, it it does, uh, it does limit with what they can do after, um, you know, after, after they, they finish PT, increase. yeah. After they finish yeah, after yeah, exactly. <laughs> PT. It's,
2: it's tough. That's so funny.
0: Uh, did you want to ask anything else, Cat?
2: Um,
0: I got right. my I got my dildo tax return question out of the way. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
2: no, no, not particularly. Yeah, no, nothing else. But I think I think I will just say as well um, on the record is that so. Uh, well, yeah, me as well. Speaking as someone who is you know like I could do my own accounts if I wanted to but I would I encourage everyone to hire a professional yeah. <laughs> because I mean especially with something like sex work it is very niche and even me having the knowledge that I do which is more knowledge than any like m- most people but I genius, need to for those that I no. know <laughs> no, <it's laughs> true. Yeah, but I've got accounting
3: no, knowledge true, like yeah. I'm a genius I, I, but I'm I same, I'm understand same. accounting
2: I un- I ha- so I, ha- I have enough knowledge of accounting to do them myself but I yeah. still don't because especially with tax it's very niche and I didn't actually do tax Mm. before so i specialize in a different area of accounting so even i wouldn't do my own taxes myself and i actually could so the first thing i say to everyone is so yeah hire a professional because even if you could do your accounts yourself like you could be missing out on a lot of deductions and things that a professional would be able to get for you yeah
0: of course i mean that's that's what i noticed when i when i actually hired someone that first year it's whatever i paid them i saved in all the shit i wouldn't realize so yeah it'd be silly not to um so, so if any pt's out there or um accountants yeah you can get in contact with Ryan uh, we'll, we'll pop your uh instagram and everything all, all your details your emails and that I'll let you guys so, appreciate that dude it's been uh, it's been great to chat to you it's uh, i love what you're oh, doing it's you. niche and down to yeah. this is exciting it's fun i think uh Keep the reels going, man. I, yeah, I know, I, yeah, I've been doing so. that.
2: And uh, yeah, check your DMs. I might be yeah. sliding
0: so into we'll put your OnlyFans yeah. <laughs> only in the description, yeah, the new one that's getting created.
2: Yeah, um, everyone, uh, Yeah, wait for our video and to drop, guys. And with,
0: ta- with <laughs> Catanoid is yeah. be cool. <laughs> new,
1: new collaboration. <laughs> oh,
0: oh awesome. look,
1: you know, not, not on the, you know, what is it? We call it Freaking the Sheets yeah. or something
0: like that. I feel yeah. like he's down. Is yeah, that, it's is happening. That, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. A, it's happening. I think that was a Yes. I've got the first scene <laughs> planned for you too. So yeah. I right.
2: that as the, I'm taking it. Thanks,
0: uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. I'm uh, sure everyone that's um was it was interested in in their own sort of journey in their sex industry is taking a lot from this. So thank you so much. No, nah, please guys. Um,
1: and yeah, if I don't uh if I don't record anything or push something out, I I, I blame you guys. So you guys are gonna keep pushing me to uh <laughs> keep smashing done. it out. All
0: right. We'll do. <laughs> we'll do. All right, thanks so much. Nah, nah, thanks so
1: much. No, nah, thank you
0: guys, man. See you guys later. See all uh, right, cheese, man.